Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. The following is a public service announcement. stories in the horror genre. The first about a serial killer, the second about a hair transplant gone wrong, and the third about a baseball player. That's right. We watched 1993's Body Bags by John Carpenter and Toby Hooper, apparently, to finish out our Carpenter month. Our Carpenter month. Yes. And this movie is like John Carpenter's version of Tales from the Crypt, right? Like, uh, Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Interesting enough. Okay. They developed this for Showtime as a pilot, first of all. Mm. And they wanted to, John Carpenter wanted to make it a series pretty similar to Tales from the Crypt, I'm assuming, where it's just basically short stories like that. Yeah. So this was the pilot, um, and Showtime ended up scrapping the idea, so they made it a feature film. So the third one about the baseball player is directed by Toby Hooper. So I'm wondering if maybe Carpenter did the first two as part of the pilot, and then when they wanted to make a feature... They had Toby Hooper come in and direct the third one. Okay, but it's funny to me because they do this for Showtime and they scrapped the idea. But then years later, they ended up they ended up going with Mick Garris and doing um, Masters of Horror, yeah. which then after two seasons they changed it to Fear itself, and then they just got yeah. rid of the whole thing. Yeah, because it changed. I think it went back to Showtime as Fear itself. Yeah. Because I think it. Um, I think I think they were all on Showtime. To, to were they? I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, they. It, it's back and forth. The 90s were a weird time. Yeah. They were trying stuff out. and just they did, Apparently Showtime didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do. Well, the <laughs> funny thing was is when the movie was showing the opening credits and everything, it should Showtime presents. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, it's it's very weird. Even at the end, I was like a Showtime film. I'm like, that just sounds weird. Yeah. Like, why are we doing that? I don't remember Showtime that well. Didn't they have like, like almost like Cinemax stuff? Like, yeah. They had, the, they had Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. Yeah, they had porn mm -hmm. stuff. So like a yeah. Showtime movie to me... Especially in the '90s or whatever, sounds like You're it was staying like, up way later than your parents. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a really seedy thing, which mm -hmm. this movie really isn't. So, no. uh, kind of. Well, I mean, this, you got the, 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 the whole boobs, boobs thing. Yeah, that's one thing. Getting stuck in the drawer. Yeah. All right, so let's start with Gas Station, the first of the three short stories in this. And film. Lewis is in this. Yes. <laughs> I cannot remember him anything. I, I, yeah. never, I know his yeah. name. His I know name his, is but Lewis. He's always Lewis, Lewis scolding <laughs> to me. But I have to. I do have to say that he did a great job in this as the villain. Um, his facial expressions that he uses and just everything, just seeing creepy Lewis Skolnick. Um, yeah, he was yeah. I wrote down, I love Lewis Skolnick as a creepy villain. He has great facial demeanor for it. Yeah. Mm. I, I love all of these stories because they are very ridiculous, but there's so much detail in these little stories that I also find silly and kind of funny, but like how Anne, when she's like, I'm just going to study and then just happens to be studying psychopaths yeah. that yeah. night. She's a psychology major. <laughs> I dig it though. And we get to see David. Yes. David's David in this one. He is from um, a werewolf, American, American werewolf, werewolf in yes. London. How yes. dare you? I just messed it up, but yeah, no, we get all kinds of cameos in this first one. We Wes see Craven. Wes Craven as an old Wes drunk. Wes Craven looks like a drunken hobo, and he's like, yeah, he hey. just shows up. How he is. He's hitting on Anne. Poor Anne's just trying to study about psychopaths, and fucking Craven's there, just been like, hey, you want to drink some bourbon with me in my van? Yeah, because uh, anyone that's like, I have some whiskey in my car. Yeah, wanna, you know, I need a pack of Coronados, and I have whiskey in the car. Hard pass. And the then he's like, pass. and then he just drives away. And I'm like, I know, like, what are you gonna do? You know, as she, you know, and I love how he looks at her. Person? He's like, yeah. fuck you, then. Hey. <laughs> he drives away. <laughs> the thing that I found funny, but then in later in the later in that little segment makes sense is when Anne shows up. Obviously, it's gonna be her first day of work, and Bill, who's which McCall David Carradine is like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm the new girl. He he wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes sense <laughs> later is because he wasn't there. He was. You find out he's the killer. Spoiler alert! But yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, you don't know that there's a new person starting. Yeah, no. There's so many little hints to just everything. Like yeah. we said, we got yeah. the cameos. Ramy is actually the one that Lewis has killed, who yeah. was supposed to be working at the gas station. And the only parts you see of him is a picture on a desk. And then when he falls out of the locker, yeah. those yeah. are the only pieces he's, he's, he's in. He's got like maybe 35 seconds yeah. of screen time. And zero lines. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. speak no, at all. No lines at all. <laughs> um, I, I found it funny in the beginning of this when she's getting dropped off by her friend and she's like, my car will be out of the shop tomorrow. I'm like, so you found a place to fix your car that's cheaper than the, the company that you work for? Yes, yeah. like, yes she did. I know, I know this is her first night at this location, but still, I'm like, you couldn't, you didn't get a discount? Like, screw this gas station. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
But when we meet David, well, when Anne meets David, she starts flirting with David, which is the American werewolf in London. Yeah. Um, and he, they talk about how they're in Haddonfield. So yeah. it's, she goes it's to, set in Haddonfield. She goes to Haddonfield U, apparently. Yep. Uh, I found it funny to me when he's like, oh, you ever feel like, you know, hanging out? He's like, Oak Lounge by the freeway. I'm like, where is there ever a place that's called lounge, first of all? By yeah. a freeway. And by a freeway that's that, ever a classy joint. Yeah, you that know? you just yeah, really want to yeah. hang out I think of him like, was this a strip club, maybe? Like, he was Could have been. Like, maybe he was into some freaky shit. He's like, come on, let's go look at naked chicks and we'll play pool and, uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, and we also get to see the bum from They Live, Back to the Buck, Future, the yes. professional hobo. I put it in Buck everything. playing yeah. one of many drunken hobos yes. in his illustrious career. He, he just, just wants the bathroom. To so what happens to him? Did, did he die? Was he in that stall dead? No, he was, he was dead in the truck. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because when she goes in there, uh, when she looks for him, I was like, where is he then? The, the other guy was like, he's asleep by the toilet or whatever. Yeah, Lewis must have came in right after that. I don't remember his name in this this thing, but he's just Lewis. Well, he's Bill, technically. I mean, yeah. I don't think he yes. ever had a name other than Bill. <laughs> yeah. when, she, um, when she finally like fights him after he breaks the glass and gets into the little um, gas station like hut, basically, mm-hmm. um, and when she's in the back room after she finally sees the real Bill come out of the, you know, the locker or whatever, when she hits uh, Lewis over the face with that stool, I remember thinking, like, um, you better do it again. No, I was like, okay. I was like, that dirty ass step stool that everyone's shitty boots, like literal yeah. shit boots have mm-hmm. been stepping on and like you hit him right in the face. But then I put, no, you keep beating that motherfucker yeah. until something on the inside comes on Ouch. the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's when you stop. Yeah. And I love that he, uh, when he gets up and starts going outside and then he has that, you know, seemingly last breath and he's like, Bitch. And I'm like, that he, was his last word. He goes you know, down like, like four times yeah, and I like, find it hilarious. Oh, oh, the thing bitch. that I found weird too is him. Why? Okay, he has a sledgehammer. Obviously, you know he's going to destroy and fuck up some shit. He's, she's in that little shack thing of where all the stuff is. Okay, why the hell is he going after the biggest, probably hardest part of glass? Right, go through the to door. Get to hell, yeah. Go through I'm like, the there's glass probably door. smaller windows that you can get through, but or, or yeah, that sledgehammer, you take it to the doorknob. Yeah, and that would probably be a lot quicker. He's like, but, you're you know, over, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't build the suspense though. You're That's overexerting true. yourself for something that you're probably going to need well, energy for. He's a crates killer, not yeah, like a you know. And hey, I have another. Kind of. uh, I have a question. You know the the guy who went and check on the bum, right? When they pull yeah. up into the car, he, yeah. those two they're obviously partying. Was she going down on him? Because you don't see it her head at like first. It kind of looked like it, and then when he gets um, when he stands up, it looks like he turns around, like he's zipping up his. Yeah. So maybe so I was like, are we really kind of roading again? Yeah, kind of like seen that. Yes. Well, I think he knew her before that. I hope anyway. And I get that she goes to the garage the first time to find the keys when she gets locked out because she runs after yes. David uh, because he forgets his credit card. That bitch couldn't even pump gas. Yeah. So she was going down on him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, when Anne goes to uh, inspect like where the hobo is, I'm like, bitch, you probably making minimum wage. What are you doing? This like, is not your job. Too much of an effort. Your job is to stay in the booth and <laughs> that is it. The thing that I love yeah. that the hobo did is that he did the exact same thing that she did to him because when she went to go look for the keys, she kept stopping and turning back and looking at him, stopping, turning back and looking yeah. at him. <laughs> And then when she gives him the key for the bathroom, he does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. He stops, turns back, and looks at her. <laughs> Stop, turns back, and looks at her. Well, he was probably like, is she really going to let me do this? Like, he's like, he probably tries every night to go, like, can I have the bathroom key? And go back to the bathroom. But he ends up sleeping there. So, yeah, he's probably <laughs> like, did she fall for this? Oh, okay. Like, then. she's not going to stop me. Little did he know. Yes. Rest in peace, Buck. Oh, and then when she finds, okay, so Lewis gives her a phone number when she still thinks that he's the, yeah. the thing. Why does she call him first? Like, she's like, oh, shit, I just saw a dead body. Why is she trying to call Lewis first instead of calling the cops first? Because it's a movie. Well, <laughs> well, well she, I think she did try calling the cops at one point. And I don't know if it was busy It was on hold. Or, no, that yeah. was, okay, that's when he's coming that's at her later, with the, right? yeah, that's oh, when okay. he's coming okay. after her with the sledgehammer. But he, she already saw the dead body. She oh. sees the guy, she sees him in the other building or whatever. I don't know if she can tell it's Lewis at yeah. that point, but she sees him. So why wouldn't she just be like, all right, 911 first before. I try to call the yes. other attendant that works here. I don't know. That just seems weird to and me. How secure is this place, really? If you can just bust into that other place and find keys to yeah. the you know the little hut that's got all the money she and didn't, cigarettes. Like, she just opened the garage anyway, door. She, just picked, she opened the garage door, which I, I'll give that to because if you know 
Lewis had already murdered people. He killed Bill, obviously. Yeah. And he probably left it open so he can get in and out or whatever. But the keys in the in the desk and like you didn't you're just the first keys you found. Like luckily they were the right ones. But I mean I know it's a movie and all that shit. Yeah. But um, it just really didn't make it too secure for me. Yeah. And I knew that was going to happen. Like as soon as he told her where the keys were, like, oh, don't, like, don't lock yourself out because it's a self-locking thing. Like she's going to lock herself. Yeah, out. yeah. You put mm-hmm. those in your fucking pocket, or if they got one of those stretchy bands, you put it around your wrist or something. Like you don't lose those keys. It'd be like you're going to be stuck here in the middle of the night with Outside. no one around until yeah. you know six a.m. when someone shows up for to relieve you for your shift. Like yeah, it's uh. You're going to find to keep those fucking keys around. No, yeah. she kept frustrating me with how dumb she was. Like, I yeah. was getting so annoyed. Like, because her character her character didn't seem dumb, but all the choices she made were dumb. Well, like, the getting into the her- car. Like, why does yeah. she go back into the garage, pull the, the dead guy out of the, the truck, and then get like, in it? What is your plan it's here? It's 50-50 that that truck's going to run because it's in yeah. a fucking yeah. garage being fixed. Exactly. You know? like, so I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of there. There was a... It, it was... It was um, it struck me as funny too how much Lewis knew about the gas station. He's like, "Oh, well, you do this." I'm like, "Did did I just picture a, a scene where he's torturing Remy and be like, all right, now what's the phone number to that room? Now what's <laughs> this? Now how do you? How much are the cigarettes? Like you know, it's like, baby you know, Sam Raimi. A lot of information for him. Mm-hmm. Well, then again, it could have been one of those things where Sam Raimi's character is just me thinking is that as he's getting killed, he's like, "You're not going to get away because there's somebody new that's coming." Yeah, well, he he seemed like he didn't even know somebody was coming. Mm. Because he's like, who are you? How can I help you? What do you want? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, you're mm-hmm. new. Well, uh, yeah, here, do this, do that, and uh, I'm going to yeah. go now. I wrote a note, like, oh, he thought he had strength, but then he falls down. Oh. But then he finds the strength again to somehow get up, and then he's tired. <laughs> and I didn't see in the trivia, and I don't remember, but was that Sam Raimi's car? The yellow? The one, the, the one that Lewis drives away attention. in. I didn't pay attention. I didn't. It wasn't yellow. It definitely mm-hmm. looked like it was just primered and kind of all yeah. beat up. But I'm like, I don't know if that was his car that he always puts in everything. I mean, might have to would look, be interesting. Might have but to go I, back and look. Well, doesn't he do that if he's if he's directing though? Yeah, but I don't know. It it seemed like it was if it was not the same car, then it, it was close very to it. very similar yeah. to his, but definitely not the same color. But yeah, go back a little bit to the when you were saying that when she got into that truck in the shop. Mm-hmm. Like once the damn thing started going up, I was like, what the fuck are you still doing in yeah. there? Get the fuck Hop out! out. Why? Like because she saw the truck go up earlier. Yeah. When because she thought somebody was in there, and that's when she first started. To call Lewis and then the phone was busy. But like, why would you, no, just run, bitch. But, like you've okay. hurt that man enough to where he's yes. at least limping. Yes. Run. But even if you're in the car or you know, whatever, the truck that's getting lifted, like there's no danger to her though. It's not like no. the, the truck's gonna get smashed on the roof or anything. Yeah, that's the one thing I was talking about too. Is like, yeah, I was like, it's gonna stop at one point. Yeah. And then here's my question. When Lewis finally does get killed, does he get killed by the platform or does he get crushed by the truck? Because the truck obviously has wheels and it's going to stop at a certain point i don't know he did get crushed under the truck i i would probably think that at that point that it was more of the the lift because there's usually like the you know long bars that kind of that are movable to go under the key places that you need to when you're lifting a truck so yeah the the clearance in that i don't think would have been enough i mean it would have stopped and like you said there would have been enough room because because i looked at kill him like okay what killed him I was like it couldn't have been the truck because there's too much of a clearance i love how it takes him a good 45 seconds after he's been crushed to finally die <laughs> yeah. the only issue that i had with this segment right and um it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing they do this tracking shot the first time that she goes in, I think, when she finds Buck in, dead in the in the truck. Mm-hmm. They do this weird tracking shot where it's like low by by like her hips and it's following. And I and I love that shot. It's very creepy. It's like following her into the garage. Mm-hmm. But then when they cut to going her in, you know, they have her going into the garage. They have this weird angle that's look like it's like the killer's looking at her, right? Oh you know? yeah. And then she turns and looks at the camera directly as she's looking at something or whatever and starts walking towards it. And you're like, okay, well obviously the killer is not the camera. Yeah. yeah. But then she steps on that hose and it does like that weird thing where the camera jerks and she looks at it again and it makes you kind of feel like they were using that to kind of trick you as like it's the killer, but it's not. But oh, then something happens. Mm, uh, maybe yeah. so that was just kind of a weird use of that kind of angle to me. That I'm like, it doesn't really fit. It looks, it kind of takes you in and out, but it probably doesn't because most people don't even pay attention to that. No, shit, they so. don't. You're just the only one that I'm cares. Sorry. I, <laughs> I love cinema. Sorry. But David <laughs> comes to the rescue before the the 
truck crushes Lewis to death. And he got his ass kicked yeah, by him. I'm, like, I'm yeah. like, how shitty would that have been? And you'd be like, well, I forgot my credit card. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's trying to kill the chick that mm-hmm. I was flirting with to go to the strip club this with. This is not the kind of and night I want. he just runs up on him and then just gets like flipped over. And mm-hmm. like Lewis just flips him and then he Lewis just kicks his ass. And like he was a crazed killer. That's what I'm saying. You don't expect this from Lewis. That's, that, that's the thing that Try threw me Lamb. off. It's like it's a nerd and he's Lamb whipping his ass. Yeah, he did. He did a great job in it. I would love. I don't know if he's done any other like crazed killers or villains or like that, but I think he'd be. He was Lizzie McGuire's dad for a long be, time. Well, I don't think that, well, he could be a crazed killer at that point. Yeah, this is what after, the aftermath of Lizzie the McGuire. The Disney, yeah, uh, yeah. So they kill him and they leave. Forgot my credit card equals polar bear fell on me. Mm. Roadhouse. <laughs> I don't think so. She's got to go to the the Oak Lounge now. Like she, she saved yeah. her life. Well, I mean, it's fair. Well, she no, no, no. did. Did, did he save her life? Because she's the one that puts the thing down at the end. Well, he has distracted him long enough to make him fall down underneath yeah. the thing, and yeah. then she crushed it him. Yes. Right. Back to the morgue. Back to the morgue, and the boobs that get stuck in the drawer. And I couldn't they tell, were these frozen. real boobs, or were they fake boobs? Because they looked they fake. fake. They okay, were fake. They, they were like a fake, fake body, yeah? Okay, that had to have been a fake body, right? Because there's to. something in the trivia that doesn't make sense to me, and I would love to know more about it. But it said that that was provided by Ron Jeremy. Ew. So was that like a sex doll of his? I have Ew. a feeling that's what it was. Or Ew. if it was a real person, I'm like, how does this no. provided by Ron Jeremy? Like, you, you found this trivia? It had to be it some sort of sex weird lady. sex doll type oh, of thing. I hope everybody had gloves that had no. to touch it. <laughs> Ew. Ron Jeremy's so gross. Some poor PA uh, back then. This is the 90s. Nobody yeah. had gloves. Like, I get it. He did stuff for porn and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, people are like, yeah, I fucked Ron Jeremy. Like, mm, no, don't fuck He's that dude. He's nasty. I know. It's like... Why? Like, yeah, why? Like he just looked good. Like it's if he not was even a, a good story. No. Yeah, like if he was a regular dude that just looked the way he did, you like you wouldn't care. Like, yes. I'm like, but that he's done porn, so you're like, oh, he's famous. I'm like, okay, he's still gross looking. People like serial killers. They think now, they're hot. Richard yeah. Ramirez. He didn't even have any fucking teeth, and they I were know. like, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a million meth heads that look exactly like exactly that. like, like Richard Ramirez. All right, we're not true man. crime podcast. Sorry, right. we've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. <laughs> so now we go into the second one. My favorite one. It's the most the ridiculous hair. one. Long, beautiful hair. I do have to say that Stacy Keach's character, Richard, says a line that I'm going to start using. Yeah? Because it fits me. What is it? When his girlfriend leaves on him and he yells at her, well, just walk out on a bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's like a three argument. minute opening scene of him just getting his comb over, right? Yes. <laughs> He's just got to get that comb in the right direction. I wrote down, Richard's a little too old to be this in- insecure about his hair, but... Yeah. Um, Okay, I do have a question regarding um, hair loss and, you know, toupees and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Do men that wear a hairpiece actually think it looks real or do they feel that the horrible looking hairpiece is still better better looking than being bald? Hmm. As a bald man. That's really what I want. But you don't wear a toupee. No, here's the thing I always told myself, and I don't know why more people don't think this. If If your hair starts thinning or you start going bald, just shave the damn thing because there's no redeeming. There's no redeeming it. No. Like, even if I said, oh, I'm going to wear a wig or I'm a toupee, it's like, deep down, I know it's well, not see, my for, real hair. For you, though, like, we've known you long enough with your shaved head that it's like, if you started having a like a toupee yes. now, it would just look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like, everyone yeah. that knows like, no, you would be like, what? Yeah. Like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for him, it's like, it, it was noticeable to those people that were probably, you know, closest to him, like his girlfriend and everything like that. His girlfriend was fucking fine the whole time. Yes. He was like, I think you look distinguished. He's like, it's not like I have hair. I'm like a baby. Like, Jesus, Richard. <laughs> like a baby, uh, Richard. Well, I have hair like a baby. Chill it's literally out. what he says. Yes. Oh, he's so funny. He and gets his whole so hair upset. loss thing's hit him, like, all of a sudden, like, it just happened overnight. I'm like, dude, you would know this. It shit progresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been happening for a while, Richard. Yeah, but I love how he goes to the store and just buys all those products and yeah, ma- was head it the massage. Extract, extract of lamb fetus, I yeah. think, was one of them. Um, no, the uh, he went straight Giuliani with the with the grease shit. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, God. no, I put it looks funny. like he has shit on his head because that's what it like, looks like. And then when she kisses <laughs> yes. the top and he starts cracking up at her, I'm like, but that was because of you. What are you laughing? You at? put that nonsense on your. She head. looks ridiculous because of you mm-hmm. and what you're doing. So imagine how much more ridiculous you actually look, Richard. And y'all, well, I, I love just. 
Oh, he went to the hairdresser, and the hairdresser actually made it look good. And then the next day, that's when he does the no, whole. He gave him the flock of seagulls. He did give him the like, flock yeah. of seagulls. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote down the that's the Cato Kalen, the hairdresser. Yes. <laughs> and I find okay, what I find it funny that when Richard has hair and he comes back to Cato Kalen to come, you know, fix his hair or whatever. Um, he gives that he like he kisses his weird like hairdresser crest necklace and he's like <laughs> like okay Richard let's do this now. Well, maybe it's for a look. You I, don't I, know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and but it, but in that scene, I was like, all these people are so horned up about Richard's long hair that no yes. one notices the fucking hair like inching away on the floor. No, yeah. I know nobody notices a lot of things, but I just I dig how he's so upset about going bald, and then he finds a commercial, a random well, commercial. commercial, yeah. yeah. And it's it's so generic. It's called the Roswell procedure, yes. guys. Like, <laughs> well, think well, uh, like okay, like the Ninja Turtle scientist guy yes. says, he's like, vanity is your downfall or it whatever. Is. He has a thing. He's like, we needed a way, so uh, we needed a way to you know incorporate ourselves and be able to eat your human brains. You know, it's the only thing that can sustain yeah. us or whatever. When he explains it to him at the end, yeah. And so I got to thinking like. Is this what's happening to Giuliani? It might <laughs> did be. He just get, did he just get some sort of implant and then, you know, after the greasy shit and that's why he's been going progressively fucking Now he has shit? snakes in his blood. That's what it is, though. Uh, I I found it really silly on Richard's part when the doctor is like, here, let me show you something. And then slices his fucking arm open. Oh, I know. Like yeah. nothing. Nothing. And he's just like, no, what? No, I, I put the nurse reminds me of the nurse from the Animaniacs. Like, oh, she's so, nurse. yes. Hello, nurse. Yes, she's so generic um, and got that little hat on. And- I, I thought, I wrote down that she's the perfect amalgamation of like um, bimbos trying to get yes. insecure men to buy something. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a brand new sports car or it's like, here, let us infect mm-hmm. you with our aliens. Look, it's our stallion look. That cracked me up when they had, they took his picture and they started what is it imposing? She put it in a VCR. She put yes. the picture in a VCR. Put the picture yeah. in a VCR. I'm like, what the fuck is that going to do? Like, do you think we're not noticing this shit? We all see that's clearly just a VCR. And it was the nineties, so it's yes. not like we didn't know what VCRs yeah. were. Oh, <laughs> that should crack me up though, because everything had its own own little name. Like, do you have the the buzz cut? Not yeah, the, the buzz that, cut. He's like have. very popular with military athletes and Republicans. Oh, and then yeah. they get to the stallion, which is like the most over the top one. He's like, that one. I want that one. I found it funny in that scene because it was clearly a picture of him and then they like superimposed the, the different hairs. hairstyles yeah. until you got to the stallion look yeah. and then it was like, it's clearly a picture of him already in the wig and yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. That cracked me up because the next scene you see is him in that long, luxurious hair. Oh, wait. After he unwraps his yes. head. <laughs> that un- that head unwrapping scene always uh, reminds me of The Simpsons when uh, Homer bought the... Um, the hair tonic? The, the demoxinil. Yeah. And he has that same head wrapping scene and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> Speaking um, of cartoon things, the, the little snakes, what did that remind you of? Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of things. I, the shitty CGI of it or just the snakes in general? The snakes in general. It took me to the Futurama episode where Fry eats the gas station uh, sushi. That's right. When he gets and, those par- and those worms, worms. improve that's right. him. That's yeah. what it reminded me of yeah, when those were in right. there. That is a good episode. Uh, let's go back a minute to after Kato Kale and the hairdresser when um, Richard goes outside and he's watching Greg Nicotero walk the dog with his long, flowing yes. golden locks. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, such a, he's got some blonde <laughs> golden locks. Such a locks. random cameo. And he just looks like, just so like clueless and nonchalant in the scene. Like, walking his just dog. Just a smile, walking mm-hmm. the dog. And I'm like, good, like, good for you. Yep. I love that montage because, again, it was playing on his insecurities. Like, he realizes he's going bald. He goes outside. He sees everybody with their luxurious hair. As a bald man, Saul, have you done that before? Looking no. Look longingly at people with hair? So, no. Okay. I'll be like, that would suck to try to maintain. Like, you know, a I lot of these it, horror man. movies, because think about it. When we did um, Silver Bullet, right? We were like, there's yeah. this whole scene of him staring longingly at people's legs. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why do people... It's a movie trope. Yeah. Right? Why do people think that that's, you know, if you, if you can't walk, you automatically want legs. Like, fuck, I want to roll around the whole time no, I don't no, want legs no. anymore it's, it's not it's not the fact that they want to walk so much it's like maybe you just want the option Andrew maybe but you I know, did write a is. note I did write a note about this segment that this segment is just about loving your true self yes and love, embracing your own body and flaws <laughs> so love yourself kids that's our heart love PSA you this week. for you don't go get <laughs> hair stuff that's gonna be aliens that eat your brain okay and you should know something's up if that whatever procedure you get done gave you like overnight results yeah yeah where is that ever yeah. gonna fucking work man? it's not that's like um there was a creep show in the new series on shutter there was a creep show episode where 
they were um, putting some weird worm inside you to help with weight loss. And it wasn't like exactly like overnight or yeah. whatever, but it just like ate the fat and like, you know, people got super skinny. Like it, it started off with um, like these really obese people going to this thing and this guy's like, oh, you know, I did it to me. We found this worm and they're like, and then uh, this like solar eclipse happened and like the worms ended up like eating all these people. And no, what well, happened yeah. is that they had laid eggs when they ate the fat. Oh, and no, so when yeah. the solar eclipse happened, that was their birthday. Yeah. So that's so what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, so again, anything that has any sort of really quick results. Yeah. Just stay away from it. Um, and then his ass should have known something was up too when his hair got longer. Oh no. He's got yeah. his groove back at that point. He's out there fucking bitches. He's out there showing off at the hair salon. Like he's just out yeah. there yeah. being like, look at my hair flow in the wind. And then when it actually starts going through his face and he kind of looks wolfmanish. Yeah, once yeah. well, he starts feeling like he's getting a cold because he says he has a sore throat. And I love uh, when he goes into the bathroom and you see the little thing the in the back snake, of his yeah. throat looking uh, around. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I understand like it's the it's the worms or the aliens or whatever you want to call it that um when he looks at the phone book after that and like he just lays back down and passes so out. Tired, so tired, yeah. Like, I I'm love sure how it was them like you know controlling him or whatever. But. I know this was a whole nineties thing though, but I love how the fact he had a phone book in his nightstand. Yeah, yeah. And like I don't even know where to find a phone book if I wanted one right now. And like, I I grew up in the nineties, so like we had a phone book obviously, but it was more of like where's the goddamn phone book? Like we never had a spot yeah, for it. It was always, just always thrown used it as a as a prop for something like if you mm-hmm. wanted to hold put, the door open yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hold the door open you put what put books stuff, or, like if you, you wanted, stuff yeah you wanted to stack stuff up higher you're like get the phone book mm-hmm. yeah that's literally a, what it was all used for i think i've used the phone book like an actual phone book in my life maybe like five times yeah like what would you need it for now like you can find yeah. everything online yeah <laughs> are they even Google still a thing do they still send phone books is I that a know. thing anymore but after his little nap, he wakes up and he's hairy all over. Yes. <laughs> all over. He was hairy. He needs to shave really, really bad. And he what, does, okay. I love how it's like growing out of his cheeks now. Yes. Like it's he, just growing yeah. every which way. It, it did look very like wolf-like or whatever. And then, um, the throat one affected his voice apparently. Because when he came to the doctor, he's like, what's going on to me? I thought that he <laughs> was just this? mad. Oh, let's talk about <laughs> the he doctor, gets, though. He gets high pitched. Yeah. He's like, why would you do this? Hey, sometimes when I get grossed out, I get squeaky. Y'all guess, have probably heard I it. I don't know. Let's talk about that doctor. I know Paul mentioned it, but as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's the doctor from Turtles, too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't he's trust. Just, like, he's, yep. he's going to screw something up. Trust me, this guy's a little shady here. Yeah, he is. He's always shady. He always has that look, though. He's always yeah. like the shady doctor. It's just yeah. he's got the perfect look for it. So, okay, this one in particular, uh, the hair segment, it was kind of weird because it had um, Sheena Easton played um, Richard's girlfriend. Uh, was that Kathy? Yeah. Yeah. So she was an um, 80s like pop star, I guess. And then the other thing, the the nurse girl was also... Kim recognized her. She was a singer for a band. I forget which one. Blondie? Yeah, she's Blondie. Debbie Harry. Yes. She was also in the band Blondie. So I'm like, kind of weird that there's just random, you know, this movie had those random like musicians trying to turn into, you know, being actors. But a lot of actors get their start in horror movies. So yeah. it also kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Might as well. And then we're back on to the next one. Uh, but what is it that they do with him? They, they they just sit him down. We don't see anything they, after. At the end, they sit him down, and it's clearly the, the aliens or the worms or whatever taking over his mind, and he's just kind of they mush give, at that point. Yeah, they give and the master it plan. And like, then it seems like they're, she's kind of removing hair to be kind of used again. Okay. And so I, I think it's really they're just growing as much as they can. So they're going to take it from him, split it up, throw it on a few other insecure dudes, and then just keep going that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then until they've invaded everybody's If you're a bald body. guy, be a be a funny bald guy about it. Like, make fun of it. Like, get, get those hats that have hair with it that you know just, you look ridiculous. You know, but just know that you're like, oh. <laughs> You don't have to do anything. If you're bald, you're bald, man. Yes. Just be bald. If you're going to do Except something, be a funny bald guy. Don't be, you know, be a regular bald guy or be a funny bald guy. Don't, don't. Just, Go the other guy. way. Just you do know, you. Just accept it. Love no you. Buy it. Everybody loves you. Yes. You matter. Yes. You know, you can get your hair tattooed, Saul. So I don't want to do that. So if you wanted to get your hair Well, apparently just, Paul's not going to be okay with going bald. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> do it. I've never liked long hair to begin with. So, And who the fuck likes hair? Because um, Kathy, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. when he was like, she's like, of course I like hair. I'm like, who likes hair? Like, <laughs> this kind of thing. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, mm, look at her hair. Mm. 
Yeah, it's not a thing for yeah. me. All I just think of, too, now that I am bald, it's like, like I said earlier, all that, all that hair, you just think about hair, especially long hair, it's like too much maintenance. Like, no. Shave your beard, glue it to your head. No. You no, no. Hair, you can grow the beard back. See, I can't grow the See, old Paul's, stuff up here. I'll grow the Paul's beard. Paul's got all these ideas locked and loaded, so I'm going to yes. go out on a limb and say Paul's kind of insecure about going home. <laughs> I've got all these ideas for some. Don't, don't, don't let them watch any info, late night infomercials. I won't, I won't. Especially if they're here, I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. We've seen this before. <laughs> Paul's going to get I'll sucked in. I'll just wear a hat, man. I'll just be like Ron Howard. I'll just wear a hat. Mm, there you <laughs> like, go. Cool. Ron Howard's got the right idea. Just throw yeah. a hat on. Do we go back to the morgue after this? I don't yeah, we go back know. to the morgue. We do go back okay. to the morgue for a bit, and that's when I think he's uh, looking well, for he, stuff. He's, yeah, he's looking he's for the stuff. Little, that, little monologues again, and, and that transitions us into the next one with the eye because he said, "Oh, this one, this one, whatever need be," and he finds the he puts the eye in oh, the martini. Oh, the glass. martini. That's right. Yes, and then we move on to the baseball one with Mark Hamill. This Luke was, Skywalker. This was my favorite of the three. I think just because. And I love that um, this whole movie was set up as to where, like, you know, the first one is a slasher kind of thing where it's, you know, different types of genres in this one segment. So I love that they did that and just kind of you get, you know, just a little bit of variety with it. And I know they they ended up, you know, planned on making this as a show to begin with. So obviously it was going to be different every week and you don't want the same thing. But yeah. This one I think is my favorite because I really think Mark Hamill does an amazing job with this. Um, I haven't seen him too much as a villain, really, in like you know film wise. I know he's done. What are you, you know, talking about? Cockknocker animation mm-hmm. stuff like that. Paul doesn't like Kevin Smith. I've never seen that. You haven't seen Jane Silent. There, he plays a villain. That he's oh, Cockknocker. Oh, 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 oh. Jane Silent kind of, Bob Strike Back. No, okay. I I mean like you know an actual villain in a movie. Not, he was a villain in a okay, movie. That's not. A, that's a comic book movie. Still. The comic book movie for guys that are 50 and still think that they have time to make comics. Well, Mark Hamill is a baseball player and his name is Brent. <laughs> I don't like the fact that he had that mustache. Something about it just threw me off. It made him look a little, little creepy, like a little molestery kind of. It's just a little, to me, it made him look sleazy. Yeah. 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 But it works for the character yeah. that he plays. Well, when he gets okay, so he loses an eye. Can we just talk about? It? He loses this eye because in the he gets dumbest it way freaking possible. A cassette tape, cassettes, <laughs> cassettes. Like imagine that. Like imagine if that was your dad, right? And you're like, oh, I lost my dad because he was reaching over for a cassette. People today would be like, what the fuck is a cassette? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if it's raining, you you weren't looking on the floor for a tape to yeah, put in the deck, man. I mean, let's okay, let's not be too harsh. Okay, and here's the difference. We've all done that stupid thing where, like, I'm right. grabbing a CD or I'm reaching over for this or something, but you're not like staring but you, at but it. But you've all we've all done that, and it's like I've even done the thing where, like, I'm gonna undo my seatbelt and grab something real quick. But that was like at a fucking stoplight. You yeah. Know? Like I'm not gonna be like I'm driving, you know, barreling down the fucking freeway in the yeah. middle of the night, or especially when it's pouring yeah, rain, it's dark as shit, and it's raining. I'm like I gotta hear the Doobie Brothers. Gotta on my hear cassette, this song man. right now. If I don't get that right now. Uh, God, do you remember how annoying it was to find that one song too? Because you had to fast forward that bitch or oh, rewind that bitch. Remember when the highest tech thing in in your world was like this boombox. We'll fast forward until the next song. Yeah. Automatically. Wait, How what? does it even know? I never yeah. had one of those. Never had one. <laughs> I never had one either, but I saw them in stores and I know other people that had them. I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. I got no, one by the not. time I had my own CD player. What? So. Okay, my mom's been, I had no idea those things even existed. Yes, they did. They, they were, were very high. I think they came out like right before CDs and shit. So it was like, well, it's kind yeah. of obsolete. Yeah, anyway, there was but. there was like a good five year period where like technology just went too fast for like the VCR mm. and tape cassette era, and then it just jumped forward all of a sudden. <laughs> and I was like, sorry guys, y'all got left behind. Okay, I have a horror PSA, um, and I I do have to say I've, I've taken my EMT basic mm-hmm. before, so I I know the basics of you know helping someone out but my horror PSA is um, if you come upon an accident scene don't make the face like the guy does and say Jesus Christ (laughs) it does not help help the Mm -hmm. situation just be aware of who you are and are you concerned I'm going to call for help or stay in the car and let others go into the wreck that's fine not everyone is a run into the burning building kind of person and that's okay so if you if you're that I'm going to stay in the car and call for help people because you know that if I get out there, I'm gonna either look at this guy and puke, or be like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" Like oh that guy did. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yes. 
I'd probably be the person that stays in the car and be like, I don't want to see any fucked up shit. Uh-uh. See, I'm not. I'm like, is there any eyes hanging out? What do you got? But let me, I know how to fix all that. I love how they both go up to the window and they're like, sir, sir. sir? <laughs> like uh, all snooping in there like, oh, white people, get out of here if you're not helping. Get out of here. Or PSA. If the, if the eye is out, keep it wet with gauze and wrap it up. And then you're supposed to cut a hole in a cup, put it over the eye and tape that to their face so they don't touch it or mess with it because mm-hmm. you definitely want to keep that eye moist if you want it to survive yes mm-hmm. but he gets a massive piece of glass in his eye from you know not paying attention and trying to find a cassette tape on the floor wait where did this glass come from the windshield the windshield. The windshields don't do that in real life but Ma- we're gonna overlook that, yes because it's yes. a movie yes. the windshield did break so um but he's he wakes up and he's like oh, i'm not, not i can't play baseball no more Come on, Doug, you're just going to put me on the DL for 10 days? Like, okay, well, you don't have a fucking eye. You don't have an eye. And he's like, but this is the eye that I see the baseballs with. Um, I love the Dr. Eye Guy. I don't even know his real name, but uh, Roger Corman played Dr. Eye Guy. Yes. That was another great cameo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was funny that his first thing was like, I can play baseball again? And I'm like, or, you know, you'll be able to blink without going completely dark. But yeah, baseball, let's let's focus on or that. Or you'll be able yeah. to see your son or your child that's coming into the world with both eyes. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. He was an asshole after he lost that eye. He was. And and I love how when the doctor talks to him and then he starts talking to his wife, he's like, well, this is God's will. Like, you know, I, don't I, know okay. I, I wrote down. I, I think it's funny. OK, he, he mentioned God's will. I'm like, it's so funny to me that the people that always say it's God's will. I'm like. Do you really think God's got nothing better to do than worry about what the fuck's going on in your life? Like, no, see, I was just like, oh, it's God's will that I lost my perfectly healthy other eye. Yeah, so yeah. Like, that's God's it's, will. It's God's will for me to get this surgery. I'm like, but yeah, wasn't it God's will for, for you, you to, to lose, lose that eye? eye? Like, so so maybe know. you should just keep what God gave you. And <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> call like, it even. If, man. if this is all a part of God's plan, like, yeah. I, see, yeah. I don't get that damn logic when I don't people say that too. It's like you start breaking it down, you rewind and be like, okay, wait yeah. a minute. Something good happens. Oh, thank you. It was God. Something bad happens. It's like, oh, maybe it's that was God. God's maybe plan. you're an asshole and God was punishing you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, so. willed, he willed all of this shit based on your logic. So there's no good or bad. That's what was going to happen to you, period. Yep. So the logic isn't there. <laughs> I thought it was funny that when they're doing the eye surgery, I'm like, why was that eye just in kind of like an ice cream shop dish? <laughs> they just had it. <laughs> they like, this weird, like, you know, old timey ice cream shops that had, like, that kind of weird, like, angled dish kind of thing yeah. just sitting on top well, of it. Well, the there. thing that was funnier is how that one doctor introduced the other doctor and saying, oh, this guy has an idea. And then when he tells them that, oh, I've been doing this research and we can do these transplant, but nobody will ever let me do it. And, like, if nobody's ever letting you do it, then why the fuck do they still have you in that damn hospital? Yeah, at this point, yeah. it's. If you're the ex- one who wants to fucking do it. Yeah, it's an experimental he just, procedure. He just. He just hangs out. He's he's he slipped a twenty to like nurses. Like anybody comes in with any eye injury, yeah, he let me know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he starts seeing things when he gets home from the hospital. And is it almost immediately? Almost, yeah. But okay, during the surgery, I, I wrote down what would make the surgery of a loved one even fucking worse. Hmm. Having to sit with a fucking priest while he reads selection of scripture related to pit, for that particular surgery. Like yeah. he's reading really related eye shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like what the hell point is like that was? Father, that? could you just shut up? Like he's in surgery right now. I don't need to be hearing this shit. I know. No, you scare the shit out of him. I thought that the religious like undertones was so misplaced in this one. Because yes, Brent is like he he he's southern i guess at certain points yeah uh, but he does talk about religion and like it's god's will and blah blah john blah but randall john randall yeah but then there's parts <laughs> where like they get really religious and i'm just like i it, it's yeah, it, so it, confusing it, it really seems like his like whole religious views like got more and more as it went on yeah which is weird because as he was going with the you know the serial killer was taking over more or whatever yeah. who called himself you know I'm the devil or whatever so mm-hmm. like it's, I don't know like maybe he was trying to combat it with it like, like and the, I find it funny that they're like oh I have his eyes so I have his memories I'm like that's not a thing yeah. <laughs> well again it's the horror movie trope that you get something from a serial killer they're gonna in invade whatever, your whole body yeah they're gonna invade your whole body and he starts seeing large uh, chested women popping out of the dirt in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote down his um, wife was like, I'm sorry, I can't have sex with you while some dead guy's eye is staring at me. And that's fair. I'm like, all right, that's fair. Yeah. And I love it. He's like, wait, is it the eye? I'm like, really? That's that's where you went? Like, you didn't think about that right yeah. away? Like, what? what's different in this equation since the last time we fucked, mm-hmm. huh? Mm, maybe the dead guy's eye. 
That's a different fucking color. I, I like, I didn't like that he had all the memories because I don't think, you know, like you said, it's a trope yeah. or whatnot. But I do like the flashbacks, like the busty chick in the dirt. Um, <laughs> the mom was my was funny. favorite. The mom, the drunk mom, because yeah. he was just a baby and he gets burned by a cigarette <laughs> in the crib. Yeah, there Wait, was that one, and then the so, hand in the garbage disposal, and that was that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, did John Randall kill and sex his mother? I am assuming so Probably. because he has that flash of the mother. But he also says something um, when he's giving that line. Um, when Hamill's giving that line to his girlfriend after he ties her hair up to the table, like just before the end, when he's like, "Oh, John knew what to do with him. Like he didn't like him cold." Blah, 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 like, but it seemed like mad. he was. It seemed like he was kind of into necrophilia at the same time. Well, yeah, so. but he killed them. He says he killed them, and then while they were still warm. Okay, so and then John doesn't like when they get cold. That's what he was saying. Yes. Okay. okay, that's that's okay. what I was confused about. I'm like, but does he like them cold or not? Like, you can't no. really throw them in the microwave after <laughs> no, that. No, like, you can't reheat. Uh, they're spoiled after that time. <laughs> well, it's um. It's like in uh, not another teen movie where the where the dad played by Randy Quaid is batshit crazy as well. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where there's like a cabbage or something with a dick hole in it under the table. Ew. So you know, he probably threw that in the microwave kind of thing. Gross. Uh, but Brent, uh, when they're getting frisky, Brent kind of freaks out and. Starts choking her. Starts choking. No, he bites her. Oh yeah, that's right. he, he bites, bites her, her shoulder. shoulder. Okay, we saw way too much of so Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Than I was in. Way too much. And he of had Mark okay. Hamill. He had the um. I think they call him like modesty socks or whatever. Yeah. But it, it seemed to be a bit more. But it was like because thank God you I mean you saw taint but you didn't see like balls or anything. You saw undercarriage. You, you saw <laughs> undercarriage, but I think what you saw was the the fabric thing that was covering the actual junk. I don't know. So I like, just saw ways a lot like, of Luke I Skywalker. I don't need I to see like, Luke's no. lightsaber. Okay. I don't no. want. I didn't need to see Luke's undercarriage. Oh, and speaking of cameos, the his wife was played by Twiggy, who was a model mm-hmm. as well. So uh-huh. again, a lot of random cameos yeah. from a, a diverse thing, not just film. You know, like, well, Carpenter and Showtime are like, look, I want to make the show. Who we got in LA this weekend? <laughs> hey, why the fuck not? Yeah. You know, call in favors, use your mm-hmm. resources. It's like why the not? worst they can say is no. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna put but these people. Apparently, in a- it opened the doors for Mick Garris later. So thank God, because I yeah. I love Masters of Horror. Great, great show. But when Brent bites her, his girlfriend, I'm like, no, hit him with a rolled up newspaper or something. Like, like, no biting. Bad Luke Skywalker. Bad Brent. I okay. I think his character or his performance of the character, um, not only is just his performance, but like his the physicality he brings to the difference between you know his character as the baseball player and when he's kind of possessed by John Randall. Like he completely changes like his demeanor and his physicality, and like he does a really good job of doing these two characters. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, this character because I think it's probably the mustache, but. His character in this movie <laughs> probably it always reminds me of I always forget he's in the beginning of Sleepwalkers when he's that cop. Or oh yeah. yeah, and I think it's the same looking like mustache yeah. kind of look. Because I'm like I always confuse him. Like so then he went on to he got a different eye and he went on to be a cop later. Mm-hmm. He was okay with it. Yep, so. he lived his dreams. <laughs> that he did. But Brent gets mad and goes and finds uh, the doctor and he's like, "Yo, doc, where the fuck did you get this eye?" Is he shaking him in the parking lot? Just well, he was guy. waiting for him. That's yeah. the one thing that I thought was funny. He just drives to the the hospital, parks in the spot, and then Doc rolls up and he just runs up on him. Yeah, he does. He just runs up out of nowhere, and the doctor's like, "Are you crazy? Like, listen, bitch, things are happening. I'm seeing <laughs> shit." You said these headaches were gonna go away. You said I would just see what I'm seeing now, not history. I don't know. I'm crazy. But yeah, he goes all crazy, and then he goes back, and that's when he ties his girlfriend up by the oh, hair. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, he digs the hole first. Yeah, before oh, yeah. that, he digs the hole, and she's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, I have to finish digging your grave oh, first. Yeah. I wanted so bad for him after I finished that, like, oh, I have to finish digging your grave first to do the Joker laugh. Like, I might oh, just that cut that awesome. scene and throw the Joker laugh. He, just, <laughs> he does the Joker laugh as he's running after her. I'm like, that that would have been funny. Yeah, I know. It, awesome. was, it seemed like there was no more Brent in that for a bit. Like it just seemed like that was he had been flipped. taken over. Yeah, he had flipped. Yeah, it pretty much had been it's John Randall. Yeah. John Rand- but okay, but was there intention for John Randall, the serial killer, to be taking over his body? Or is it that he was just driven so mad by the thoughts and all the feelings? Because I'm assuming that That's what I with think it the, was. Yeah. You know, with the eye came emotions and all that shit like that because he had those fears like when he got the with the whole crib scene, you know, yeah. the cigarette and all that. He had that and seemed like he was feeling that and you know it was emotional and like physical for him. So I'm mm-hmm. like, 
is the torment of the eye just making him go crazy or is the actual like serial killer kind of taking over the body? I think it was more of the torment of the eye. Yeah, that's what I, I think. You could go either way, but um eventually- I wrote down uh, I wrote down um the lesson in this is muscle memory is a motherfucker mm-hmm. and alliteration is awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. But eventually he gets sick of the eye and stabs it. And then ends up killing himself doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, did he die though? He stabs it with he the did. garden he was in the morning, shears. Remember? Was he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess that's how the whole thing starts. Yeah. Mm. So well. yeah, he he stabs the eye and then. Well, you think if you're and going then he mad, reads, he go, reads the Bible one last time. Oh, There's they, that oh, passage yeah. at the end. You see the Bible. You see the Bible. Time, yeah. So. And then we go back to the morgue and what fucking '90s movie. You can't have a 90s movie. It's not complete unless you have Tom Arnold. Yes. yes. You've got to have Tom Arnold and everything. And, and Toby Hooper was uh, the other guy. In yes. And the funky 90 beats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got all of those funky town music. you got to have and Tom then surprise, Arnold surprise, and some funky music. John Carpenter was actually... Dead the whole the, time. Dead the whole time, yeah. <laughs> yes. I liked. Like his, the, I really liked the spinning shot at the end as yeah. they're going up. I think, I, like, practically, I think it's a great shot. Yeah. Um, he's a little hokey. Oh yeah, he it yeah. yeah, it's it was it's it really like hamming. It is. It, up, it was but the I, I don't mind it. Okay, like, but think about this though. Like, if Showtime was thinking about this as maybe as like um, you know uh, a rival to or you know an answer to Tales from the Crypt, then yeah. Okay, you're okay with a little hokey because I mean the Crypt Keeper was definitely hokey. Oh yeah, he, and was. he had that cheesy hokey, you know. Um, scary kind of like horror, like I guess I silliness. Think what my issue is because like with. Um, Who's the guy that does the voice for the Kassir? Kassir, yeah. Um, he's really great at um, public speaking and like doing lines and being able yeah. to deliver. And Carpenter is more of the director. He's more yeah. of, like, so it's, he's not going to ham it up as much yeah, yeah, as yeah. you would say an actor would. And maybe that's just what we're more used to. Yeah. It's just maybe that we're not used to seeing him that way. So maybe if the show had gotten picked up and he kept on as the I'm host, like cu- it would have grown into it. Or yeah. I'm more curious as to that, to though. Because even if they did pick it up, was he always going to play that, or was yeah. it going to be something? See, that's different? what I don't know either. Because it, because it, it was, um, they said they shot it of the pilot. So I mean, who knows? Maybe those parts weren't even in the original pilot. It was yeah. just the you know the mini movie kind of thing, and there mm-hmm. was a different host, or they were going to figure that shit out later. Because that's the one thing I would have would have been interesting to see. Because like yeah. honestly, how hard of a sell would that be for? To, to get John Carpenter on board to do it every single time. Yeah. yeah, but at that point, I mean, he had done what he'd wanted to do and he had, you know, it, the world is his oyster, you know? He's like, True. you know, I've, I've made a great deal of money with, um, you know, Halloween. I've been able to do these other things. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's so, still so, making so, money so it, yeah. I mean, it really is that it's like, you know, with Halloween and its success and everything, he's had the freedom to kind of just do what he wants to do. And so I think maybe that's what he wanted to do. You know, it was like, you know, um, TV shows are a lot easier to do and it's a lot less demanding for people to work on. I mean, like, that's why you have a lot of celebrities that have, you know, years in movies and stuff and they'll do TV now. Yeah. Like, it's just so much simpler. I have kids, you know, it's a, it's yeah, a lot easier for family you know, to now, be in TV shows. Yeah, now the the industry is really moving away from the, the crazy long shoots because they yeah. want yeah. people to be able to have a life outside of, you know, their career. And so like, I think that mom show, they have like a nine to five schedule. Yeah. So they're really trying to revolutionize how they do these shoots and series yeah, and, 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 and if you want to get, you know, bigger names that are looking to maybe slow down a little bit, then TVs, you know, like I said, a lot of them will do TV shows. Yeah. It's so much easier, like less demanding schedule wise. And then you can just do conventions and then just yeah. make money forever. There you go. Take pictures for a hundred dollars. I don't think Carpenter ever needs to do conventions. No. <laughs> he could make a shit ton of money, though, if he ever oh, wanted yeah. to. Just, just one weekend. So, um, John Carpenter's people, please call us. We just want to have one weekend with you. One we'll do, weekend. We'll do, you do two panels and then just sign stuff all you want. We're not going to like make you take pictures of your feet for people or anything yeah, like that. If that's a thing. That's <laughs> a, apparently that's a thing. Unless you want to charge extra. I mean, I do you? I don't do know you? who wants yeah. Carpenter's feet. But yeah. Now, yeah. I could see other like actresses I mean, like, can I take a picture of your feet? Like, I could see people asking like actresses. Gross. But yeah. if anyone's asking yeah. to take a picture of John Carpenter's feet, then I'm like, you probably He's like, you need to get again. out. We're going to put you in jail because that's not, that that's right. just because you guys are okay with women being attracted. I'm, no, <laughs> no. I, okay. I'm not saying that it's more acceptable. I'm saying I would imagine it's more common. I don't know too many women that have foot fetishes of men. That's yeah. my point. I think it's very more common to think that men have a foot fetish towards women 
So I would think, I, think that's just, I just think that that's because it's more mainstream that, okay, for fine. men to have a foot fetish I'm as opposed it, to women. Whether no, I'm not saying it's mainstream. I'm saying it just I've never heard of women that have a foot fetish for men's feet. Yes, because men's feet are gross. Yes, that's because you don't like men. Okay, <laughs> so you're saying you're saying there's women out there with foot fetishes? Yes. I'm sure they exist. But hey, there's lots of things in this world that <laughs> float be, lots of boats, okay? But to be, but to be that specific, like, God, oh, John Carpenter's feet. Hey, there are people, we just discussed how people are out there guess, obsessing yes. over fucking no you know teeth what? having serial killers who I, would rather I kill guess. your ass than yes. <laughs> look at you. Okay. Um, I, I once worked at this sub shop and down the street, there was a, like a local kind of like, it was kind of a, a local theater used to be whatever. Um, Ron Jeremy was there one weekend and I wasn't there. I wasn't working at the time but apparently he signed one of the chicks i work with he signed her boobs and i was like why she's like because it's ron jeremy i'm like no and like no have some pride in yourself no. old dude she wasn't uh the, yeah the yeah most prideful person yeah. we'll put it that way, so. <laughs> who hurt her uh apparently lots of people daddy so. she'd been all yeah she, <laughs> some of the stories she told them like therapy like, ladies and gents therapy it like, works you need to love yourself girl. yes <laughs> and that's what body bags was really just trying really to tell is. us just love, love yourself. yourself for the hair you just have roll with love the yourself punches. for the eyes you have <laughs> roll with the punches of what happens to you um i do want to point out that the eye segment is very similar to a 1991 jeff fahey movie called body parts um, very, very like kind of old school underground movie that not many people remember. But um, basically in body parts, um, after losing his arm in a car accident, a criminal psychologist has it replaced with a limb that belonged to a serial killer. So if I remember correctly, um, he got the guy's arm and there were a couple other people that got other limbs. Yeah. And he started seeing shit and the, you know, kind of the, the same kind of shit that kind of goes down this thing. But I think he ends up having to like fight some other guy that got um, some more parts and like basically turned <laughs> into that serial killer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a it's another 90s. movie. like I said, 91 Jeff Fahey of all well, people. Like, it's going to be crazy. People in the mm. 90s were really scared about getting new body parts. Uh, attached yeah. To they, them. Well, yeah. think about it. This was. um. When did they clone that sheep? It was Dolly. The, I, it, was it was the 90s. 90s. That was early or mid 90s. I don't know. I think it was mid. So it was. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot on the brain. You know, transplants, cloning. Mm. Like you know, the, the yeah. clone an arm and I get a new one. Like nope, sorry, we only have serial killer arms. To only give you. serial killers in stock today. <laughs> sorry. So it's an eye patch or it's dead guy eye. Oh. I'll take okay. the eye patch. You got any in blue? What do you got? <laughs> nope, just brown. I think that about wraps it up for this uh, amalgamation so. of horror. Yep, that was 1993 Bodies Bag from director John Carpenter. We are coming back next week with the remake of Maniac. And all of February, it's we are Groundhog gonna, Day. It's Groundhog Day. We are stuck Again. in a loop, so we are going to be watching all the movies that we have already watched. But we are going to be making the re or watching the remakes yes. of the movies we have already watched. So next week we've got, got Maniac. Maniac. Yes, yes. We, we did the, uh, the original version. Yes. And Tom and now we're one. doing the updated version with, with Elijah Wood. With Elijah Wood. Baggins, so. yeah. And yes. we're going to have a lot more coming. We've got the crazies. We've got more coming. I can't exactly remember, but we got more. <laughs> we've There'll got the crazies stuff. in there. Yes. <laughs> if you guys have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at podcast at scarynerd.com. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash scarynerd. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under scarynerd. And that is it for this week. We will be back next week. We will see you then. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.